I've known uh, Mike Hall uh, since I was a wee lad. Uh, I was a teenager when I met Mike, and we we have a lot of history together. It was, uh, I think, February of 1973 when I was introduced to Mike. He, he was a racing driver running at the front, uh, also a racing school instructor. Uh, but uh, over the course of the many years I've known him, he, he helped teach me about life and the racing business. I consider him a friend and mentor uh, of the highest order. Uh, so, <laughs> and uh, don't laugh, Mike. <laughs> but uh, yeah, I was with a friend of you. yours last night at the Colts game. Uh, a guy named Dean Kessel. Oh and, yes, uh, I, he I, talked I, uh, favorably for some reason about you, Paul. It was great. Well, uh, there are a few of us that uh, <laughs> that 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 have a real friendship beyond you and I, uh, Mike. I know it's hard to believe. <laughs> But thank you. Uh, thanks for joining us today, Mike. Yes, thank you uh, for joining us, Mike. Oh, you're welcome. Well, uh, uh, obviously, we go back a few weeks. Um, and, uh, you know, I've seen the arc of your career, Mike, and you're now the managing director of uh, Chip Ganassi Racing, where uh, you won a few races. Uh, yeah, we you, have. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And a few championships. Uh, uh, do you... Uh, do you keep track of how many races and championships you win? Uh, no, um, because I think that's paralyzing, frankly. Yeah. Uh, you know, I know it's important. I, I get that part of it. Uh, but the reality is, is uh, if somebody asks the question, a, a specific question about a race, a championship, what year, and so on, I'll rely on somebody um, inside our communication group to, I'll go to them and say, what was that all about? Or what was that? And then yeah. I'll remember it, certainly. And uh Maybe someday we'll put it all together somewhere, but uh, it's uh, never in my, I don't know. Paul, you know, we started out about the same time together. And uh, uh, at the time I was just uh, able to to be lucky enough to, to scratch the surface in the right way to get going on the career path that I chose, which has led me to where I am now. And uh, I've never stopped trying to win the next race. Yeah, that's something you were always good about was focusing on being in the moment and doing what you could in that moment to achieve success. Um, I think I've written about it in, in Racer on Racer.com this year is that uh, uh, when I was uh, attempting to be a racing driver like you were attempting to be a racing driver, uh, I had the good fortune or misfortune of trying to make an excuse to you about a qualifying performance. And uh -huh. uh, <laughs> Uh, at Riverside, I think in 1979, and you uh, stopped me cold and said something like, I, I thought you wanted to be a racing driver. <laughs> <laughs> and and uh, you're, but you're showing real potential as an excuse maker. Uh, yeah. And then the next thing you said is racing is learning. And you said it with such force mm. yeah, that I've never lost that in my mind and my mindset. And I think you look at almost everything that way. I, yeah, I always have the the word that I really don't like. There's a two letter word that I I I dislike, and and it's if. Uh, if uh, it doesn't matter whether whether it's a race driver or somebody that works for us or just somebody generally that maybe the the, the person that that helps you with your land your lawn uh, when they when they say if this would have happened if that would have happened that mean, that means to me that they just didn't try hard enough. Right. So what you try to do is is just take the positive side of that and try to help them understand how to get that word out of their vocabulary 
And I think that's what we do in racing. If, if over time, if you want to be successful, that's the first thing you do. Yeah, I think so. And, uh, you know, it, uh, it was good being around that, by the way, when I was younger, uh, that, that kind of mindset, that's the pure racers mindset. You know, you, you have, uh, you have your future in control and you're trying to process what's happening and, and learn as quickly as you can and, and learn faster than the people you're competing with and <laughs> yeah. inside the car and out. And you've had a really great run, uh, uh, with Chip, uh, I, I think, did you start with this team in 1992? I did start with Chip in 92. He, he'd had the team uh, prior to that. Uh, I wasn't a founding father of Chicken SU Racing by any stretch, but uh, he certainly was. And Tom Anderson uh, was very, very uh, instrumental in that uh, the, from the very beginning with Chip. Um, and uh, they came out of Patrick Racing together and uh, and formed a team that uh, became where we are today. And uh, I owe a lot to Tom, certainly, uh, for helping me when I arrived with Chips and my job with Chip, frankly, at the time was to work on the uh, uh, the architecture for 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 the competition side of the business. Right. And, uh, uh, but yeah, June 1992 is when I started with Chip. Yeah, that that's uh, it, it's remarkable. Again, the continuity that you've had there, and you've had a high level of continuity and and staff and. And uh, that's certainly been a foundation for success. Uh, and you've, you've gone into all of these different forms of competition now. Uh, everybody, I think, knows, <laughs> knows this team as a, the, one of the premier IndyCar series teams ever. Uh, but tell me about the other things that you're undertaking in, in 2022 and going into 2023. I, I think, uh, first of all, it's defined by culture, Paul. Uh, the uh, the culture we've established uh, allows us to be able to use uh, uh, people to, to to change our model, to change where we're going, to enhance it and and broaden it quite a bit. Um, so we do for a long, long time since 2004. We've been involved in some form of sports car racing. Right. Uh, we started uh, with the Grand Am series with the. Uh, it was well underway by the time we started with it, but uh, we were really lucky. We had a partner with Carlos Slim and uh, Lexus at the time that really got us. That was a big springboard for us. And that really got us into, into sports car racing and uh, winning races. We did, you know what, when we started uh, uh, sports car racing, there, there are two forms of sports car racing still to this day. One is endurance racing and one is sprint racing. Yeah. They handed it to us at the endurance races at the beginning. You know, we were a bunch of open wheel guys that uh, uh, wanted to go sports car racing in the worst way because all of us kind of had that in the back of our mind. We always wanted to go to Lamar. We always wanted to go to Daytona. We always wanted to go to Sebring, but we were never able to uh, because we were concentrating on open wheel racing. Uh, so we go to Daytona 24 hours and it rained for 18 to 24 hours that year, the first year we were there. And we certainly learned how to how to misuse a squeegee, uh, but that was about <laughs> the only positive side of that. But we won the championship. We won four 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 races, four sprint races, which we were really good at, and had uh, Max Pappas and uh, Scott Pruitt. So that was the second thing, or maybe the most important thing that we're good at, and that is having talent. 
yeah. work with the talent that we have on board from the building that travels to the racetrack. And that together with teamwork is how we win. And so that goes back to your original question. That's how we do it. Yeah. We just continue to increase this workforce with mentors that have been with us for a long time, working with the, the people that come in the building and, and, and want to win races. And uh, Chip has such a great knack for not only the people that hold on to the steering wheel, but the people that work on the cars. Yeah, it he, shows. He's such a, such a one-sentence motivating guy, frankly. And uh, people want to work for him. Um, and uh, and he wants them to win together. And uh, the partners that come along commercially then make all that happen for us. And so now we're sports car racing this year, uh, LMDH, yep. which is... Uh, uh, really going to be a fantastic formula going forward. Uh, going to be well subscribed this year as and and bigger and bigger probably by the twenty twenty five. Hopefully the renaissance of sports car racing will be here to stick. And uh, we're going to run one car in the WEC series in twenty three, one car in the IMSA series in twenty three. They'll converge at Le Mans, um, and they'll probably cross over each other a little bit during each of their seasons, both in North America and and abroad. Um, and uh, away we go with that. We raced last weekend in Uruguay uh, with uh, Extreme E. Yeah. And that's been a great foray into electric racing for us. Um, and uh, uh, not quite knowing where electric racing is going to go, we figured we'd better jump in with both feet as best we can. And uh, uh, Alejandro and Ali uh, and that group of people there at uh, Extreme E have been uh, welcoming and have really helped us. And uh, we're looking forward to more of that. Um, where we go next, we just expanded the footprint of our building in Indianapolis. So we're going to have to fill that space with something. <laughs> yeah, well, I'm I think sure we can what. put, we but, can put uh, some Formula Fords in there. if, if, if Yeah, there you go. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, uh, yeah, that would be fun. Uh, yeah, we, it, uh, what I was going to say, though, when we were talking about uh, Extreme E, uh, you know, it's a very interesting uh, departure for your team. Have you learned anything from doing this that you really didn't know or understand? <laughs> well, we've learned we still want to do it. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> uh, yeah, no, we've learned quite a bit. Um, and uh, uh, certainly creating power uh, uh, with uh, with two axles in a different manner has is, is, is been an up, up, uphill thing for us. But, you know, we finished fourth in the championship this year. I think that's a that's a testament to how hard we worked. Yeah. Um, and we won a race this year. Kyle and Sarah, Kyle Duke and Sarah Price won a race for us this year. Um, and uh, so we felt really, really good about that. Um, and uh, uh, hopefully there's an, a race in the United States next year. They're talking about that. So maybe people in the United States will see these things firsthand for the first time. And uh, man, they're fast. Yeah. Uh, you know, it's a 500 horsepower vehicle that gets with a program way different than what I thought till I went to watch them run. Yes, you've actually seen them. And, it, and we've uh, we've had uh, you know one of our team uh, be on site a bit. And we uh, was uh, our headline uh, coverage this last weekend was an extreme um, mm. uh, which is, you know, I think we live in a world now where there are people that really are progressive and looking forward to the changes in technology coming. They, they see the world around them changing and there are people that believe, oh, that can't happen. We can't have um, 
this technology be part of our the racing vernacular. But you know, the racing has always been a race to the future. You're trying to get to the future faster than your competition. So uh, yeah. when I look I, at this, you know, uh, are you really on a mission to understand this type of vehicle? Uh, I think we're, yeah, we're doing it in two different manners currently. Uh, well, actually three different manners. We're doing it with the all electric with the extreme E. Uh, LMBH will have a hybrid component to it next year. Right. Uh, we're testing uh, the hybrid component for IndyCar racing presently for Honda. So we're doing the Honda side of testing. Uh, that'll be a 24 product uh, in IndyCar racing. But here's the reality of racing, and you can study it all the way to the back to, to when the wheel was created. And once the wheel was created, people that actually produced uh, uh, vehicles for sale as a result of all of that. Racing has always been about the advancement of that technology. Yeah. Because it's been fully supported by the manufacturers. Yes. If you go to a showroom today, or as you go to a showrooms going forward, or if you buy your vehicle from Carvana, wherever you buy your vehicle, uh, what you're going to find is there's alternative uh, forms of propulsion. Manufacturers are spending money on that. They're developing that. Yes, there's probably a difference of opinion or a difference of, of direction as to what might be the best thing, whether it's all electric, whether it's hybrid, whether it's hydrogen, you know, what it's going to be next. But the reality is racing has always followed that form and function. Yeah. And that's what we're doing in racing, number one. And number two, guess what? That's how we're funded. Yeah. <laughs> I hear you. So uh, uh, we're happy to be on the leading edge of developing the product. We're happy that uh, in our case, Honda and General Motors is helping us race the product. And uh, we're looking forward to the next step. Racing is about, isn't about accepting change. Racing is about forecasting change faster than everybody else. Yeah. And, and I think that this is the direction it's going will still provide terrific entertainment, viable racing, and uh, uh, the, the thing that all of us enjoy, because you and I, Paul, we started out as fans. Uh, yeah. We fell into it after that, and uh, the people who are fans want to see wheel-to-wheel -wheel action, and that's what we need to see with the future technology. Well, I'm sure that will be present, um, and I, I think that the, you know, the the other reality that, that uh, I think we all have to accept is... Um, you know, the generations that are coming in, uh, the, the people who've lived most of their lives in this century have a different expectation than those who lived the majority of their lives in the prior century. Yeah. And, and they consume content, consume media, uh, view the world through a different lens. Uh, they have the world in the palm of their hand with a, a mobile device that we never had really in the last century. We carried a brick around we could talk in near the end of the last century but so this is the information and perception has vastly changed and when you look at this from the point of view of, of what your team is you know what is the essence of the team you know the thing that you when you think about your team you talked about you know teamwork and all that but what is the core spirit of chip ganassi racing yeah uh The answer is priority. Yeah. It, it's priority. 
uh, as a team of people, what we do is we define priority uh, and it's not based on need, it's based on, on direction. How do we get to where we need to go the fastest way together based on what the priority is and, and broom agenda out the door, individual yeah. agenda. That's really the key to the whole thing. That's profound, actually. <laughs> uh, we need okay. more of that uh, uh, in, in society as well, uh, because you know, getting to the future faster is the mission of racing. Ultimately, that's why it's created. So, uh, and when you're in the when you're in a, the process of of managing a race weekend or managing prep for a race weekend, but these race weekends are really intense now. You know, COVID compressed everything, so you got to show up, not just react. You got to show up proacting. Uh, to achieve success and when when uh you work as a team uh what's the number one thing you look for in a teammate somebody that's going to be a lead person with it be it a driver be it a, a person working on a race car anybody on that team what do you look for that's the common thread somebody that's open-minded and somebody who actually whose ears actually work uh, you know, those two things together are really important. And then the fact that they communicate what they see to each other uh -huh. and uh, and that group of people listen to each other. And uh, uh, there's two there's two organizational paths. You know, I. Uh, I'm not writing a management book here, but the reality of management of people is the fact that you have two distinct paths of direction. Yes. You can you can line everybody up like a bunch of penguins. <laughs> And you can you can you can create enormous amount of success that way because you're well organized. You have checklists. You have all the things that go with that side of, uh, of in this case, a business model, and it works really really well. Or you can take the other approach, which is more a blue collar approach, where where you have a, a flat landscape of people and everybody really works together and they listen to each other fully, um, and they're willing to accept each other. And uh, yet there's that free spirited openness about. Uh, uh, the fact that this is fun. Yeah. We're having fun here. And, you know, racing is not a complicated business. I enjoyed listening to Kyle a few minutes ago. Racing is not a complicated business. We just race cars. <laughs> it's not hard. Well, it's hard. It's not complicated. That's what we do. And guess yeah. why we do it? Because we enjoy beating the heck out of each other. Um, and uh, we're competitive people, and and uh, the instrument is the race car. Yeah. Uh, and that's why it's so much fun. Um, and if you stop having fun doing it, uh, stop. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, because it's it's a terrific place to be. It's great to work inside the industry. It's great to see that technology and innovation certainly, um, and it's. It's it may be tough for some people to accept change that change, but man, get with it uh, because uh, that's how you're that's how you you maintain a a, spe a speed advantage in this business. Yeah, it's uh, you know how you think matters, um, yeah. Yeah, and uh, you know we have another saying around racer is victory travels at the speed of thought. Uh, mm -hmm. I've seen that so many times. Uh, people in the moment making decisions in the face of adversity many times that win races and championships because they're still focused on climbing to the goal rather than what they might have to lose. I've seen your team do that repeatedly. Mm. Yeah. That's that's one of the things that inspires me most about racing and, and watching your team. And I, I love 
you know, Chip's one-liner about, I, I like winners. Well, I do too. <laughs> <laughs> um, and, uh, you know, I, I, of course I met Chip, uh, when he was a formula Ford racer, uh, uh, and, uh, I, I wanted to ask you, does the fact that both of you have raced competitively and, and run at the front, uh, in a very competitive class, does that factor into the mindset success of this business? I think it's an unfair advantage. Yeah. Uh, if you've raced cars, uh, yourself, um, and, uh, uh, You've gotten through that experience successfully. Um, You understand what the driver wants, needs, and asks for. And you know how to jump in. You you jump to attention right away. And you go find it. You go get it. You you make it work. And you convince all the people that that are working for you how important that particular aspect is in order to gain that advantage you're trying to find. Uh, So racing cars is really important. Uh, But at the same time, it's not like a black and white mickey rooney movie you know today it's about uh putting a a massive group of people together with that mindset yeah uh but the core is right you know chip raced cars himself he was very successful at it and uh and, and and i was too i really enjoyed racing cars and there came a time in my life where i stopped um and uh uh but i didn't lose the desire but i had the understanding of what uh what uh, he or she that are driving the car want to have. And uh, that's really the key right there. Uh, I met Chip actually at Lime Rock uh, in the gravel there before they paved the place uh, yeah. where the, where the uh, at that time, they were trucks and trailers at best. And uh, I just happened coincidentally to be, I was looking after a, a guy's Atlantic car for, I don't remember what year it was, but uh, it was before IndyCar racing for me, Whitney Gans's car. Yeah. And uh, yeah. And he wanted to do every every professional race in the Atlantic Series that year in Canada and the United States. And so we went to every SCCA national that we could go to before the pro race. So we go to Lime Rock and uh, Joe Stamola's there looking after this young guy's car. And he says, hey, I want to meet you. Have, have you meet this young guy? And so I shook hands with a guy named Chip Canassi in the gravel at Lime Rock. And uh, uh, we become friends over the years well before I ever went to work for him. Uh, and I kept my, I watched what he did as a race driver. Uh, I remember watching the Super V race at Michigan. I thought, man, oh man, this guy's got his shit together. Excuse me. And, uh, <laughs> yeah, he... Uh, uh, he was braver than Buck Rogers and he had a lot of ability. Um, and, uh, and he still does. <laughs> yeah, he yeah, agreed. And, and if you really want to abuse yourself there, go to YouTube and find the 1980 Formula Ford runoffs video. Oh, yeah. Uh, and yeah. Uh, Chip Ganassi uh, uh, will uh, impress you with his bravery and his <laughs> daring in that race. He uh, gets a very tough competition. I had uh, sent over some <laughs> photographs of, of you and, uh, oh. earlier to the team here. I hope that somebody's uh, paying attention <laughs> and they part trade and, and can put them up on screen before we're done here. Uh, here we go. Uh, oh no! This is where I have to step away. Uh, this is uh, <laughs> one of my favorite shots of you. Uh, oh yeah, there you uh, go. That's speed. Riverside yeah. turn six. Yeah, yeah, turn six at Riverside, uh, driving yeah. the ADF, which was the predecessor to the Swift. Yeah, it was, and uh, that was a fantastic experience for me. That car was fun to drive. Everybody thought it was really fast because they thought it was aerodynamically better than everybody else. David Bruns was really good at figuring out how to have a wide track car. Uh, 
that had an enormous amount of downforce compared to everybody else. So you had so much exit speed in uh, intermediate and high-speed corners that uh, uh, you ran taller gears by the time you were at the end of the straightaway, number one. And number two, he built a he built a Formula Ford at the time. He engineered a Formula Ford and designed it out of chromoly steel, and it was heliarc together. So it was really, really stiff. Yeah. And it was probably the closest Formula Ford at the time and maybe to this day, I don't really know uh, where the engine was actually a stress member because yeah. of how stiff the rear bulkhead was. And uh, it was a lot of fun to drive. But what was better for this guy right here, me, was that I learned so much from David Bruns. Uh, without that stepping stone at that point in my career, I don't think I would have gotten to where I am today. Uh, he really helped me enormously, and uh, he was patient with me. And uh, that car I'm driving there, he and I shared that car. And, yes, he, uh, he worked on it when I drove it, and I worked on it when he drove it. And uh, uh, we had a lot of fun with that program. Yeah, it was fun. And you both, you know, immensely talented guys. I learned a lot from both of you as well. And uh, forgive me for designing those graphics on the car. Uh, but uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, I have one more image I'd like to bring up. Uh, uh, and I think this is oh, where you were. This is, I think, we were both male models for Shem de Fer and uh, Lola Balsam <laughs> and High Karate oh Cologne at that time. Uh, yeah. but this is Riverside 1979 when I, I was, uh, you managed to help me uh, land uh, a ride with uh, the team you were working with. And uh, this is <laughs> yeah. right around the time I was practicing my excuse making skills. Um, but um, <laughs> You know, aside from us being incredibly handsome and charming, uh, we both were determined to be in this business. And, you know, the one thing that hasn't changed in you in all the years I've, I've, I've known you, what is the way you stand when you're near a racing car? <laughs> uh, and your direct honesty with people when you're telling them how it goes and, uh, uh, you know, uh, and how it's going on the racetrack. And uh, I think both of us made the right choices around that time of uh, uh, where we've gone with our lives. Uh, but when you look back at that journey, uh, you know, what is the most important thing you learned along the way? Um, in the worst of times, you have to find the best uh, in yourself and, and what's going on. And, and uh, we all go, you know, every day we have, we have issues uh, that uh, seem to, to be stumbling blocks for us. And uh, uh, I think you have to treat them as speed bumps. Yeah. And uh, and you just have to be positive, as positive as you can be in your own mind, whether you display it or not. Uh, at the same time, racing is such a difficult business. The In order to be successful in this business, it's very, very difficult not to be... Uh, it's very, very difficult to uh, understand the difference between your professional and personal life, yeah. frankly. And that for me has always been a very, very difficult thing. I haven't done a very good thing, a very good job on my personal life every day of the week. I've done a great job with my professional life. Um, and uh, if I had it to do all over again, I probably would do it the same way because of, uh, of the fact that I love what I do. And uh, it gets me up in the morning still. Um, and uh, I think about it all day. And uh, uh, I really enjoy what I do. 
Um, so hopefully I keep doing it for a day or two longer and, uh, um, and we can have more, more conversations like this, Paul, as we go forward. I, I hope so, Mike. And, and you've taught me so much and, uh, you've been a great, uh, uh, companion in this journey uh, through what is now we're in our sixth decade of, of knowing each other uh, <laughs> uh, in this sport. So uh, uh, keep doing what you do. Uh, I, I, you know, aside from being your friend, I'm a huge fan of what you and your team do and how you do it. Uh, you work with an amazing group of people and their success never fails to inspire me uh, and, and our team here at Racer. So, you know, keep going. Oh, thank you. Thank you. I mean, it's uh, who would ever thought we'd have gotten this far and we're still in this business. It's terrific. Yeah, um, <laughs> not bad. <laughs> yeah, it's okay. Let's keep it rolling. Uh, yeah. You with the fourth annual race industry week. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. Another this lap. is a year from now, right? Yeah, another lap. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I really enjoyed it. I watched some of this this morning off and on, and uh, yeah. I really enjoyed the commentary uh, on this and the perspective because. You have to take the time to listen to people's perspective if you want to get anywhere in this yeah. in your life and in, in, in this world. And uh, I think guys, you know, like that guy that was on, Kyle Petty was on there and yeah, he'll say anything to anybody uh, and he'll just say what's on his mind. But the reality is it's, it's a lot deeper than that with people like that. It is. Um, and really that's what, that's what, you really have to take the time to enjoy in motor racing is, is, is not the personality, but the person. Yes. Um, and uh, I really do enjoy those things. I think it's great. Wow. We certainly enjoy having you on, Mike. Uh, great, great much. honor. And uh, wishing you the absolute best for the new season. And uh, we uh, we have many more uh, sessions today, tomorrow until Friday that you will enjoy. Okay, great speakers so thank you very much mike for your time registering on epartrade is easy to start click on the join for free button on the home page first search your company to see if it's already in our database if you see your company on the list click on it to select it then choose claim company if you are one of the decision makers an owner marketing person or main company contact or choose Join Company if you are an employee, and press Continue. If you couldn't find your company in our database, select Register a New Company. On the following page, fill out your name, email, phone number, job title, and choose a secure password. If you chose Register a New Company, you'll need to choose your business type. Select Supplier if you're looking to display products or services and connect with buyers. Choose Racing Business if you're looking to source new parts and connect with suppliers. Choose Race Team if you own or are a member of a professional race team. Then, enter your company name. Please provide a website, Facebook page, or LinkedIn if you have one, and choose to either claim or join the company. You can view and agree to our terms of use here. If you'd like to receive our weekly newsletter, choose Accept. Finally, click Register Now and your registration will be submitted for approval. An email will be sent to your inbox. Please confirm your email address and you will be approved shortly. Welcome to ePartrade.